This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Well, following Hurricane Ida, total grain inspections last week were the lowest since January of 2019. Total inspections for the week of September 9th were down 75% from a year ago. Wheat inspections increased 33%. Soybeans were up 16%, but that was not enough to offset the 50% drop in corn inspections. There was no movement out of the Gulf, but the action in the PNW was up 30% from the previous week. And more than two weeks after Hurricane Ida, logistical problems do remain at the Gulf. Power still out at many of the facilities, and that's the biggest issue. Delays in unloading barges at the Gulf is also resulting in a shortage of empty barges needed upriver to handle this year's harvest. Barges on the Mississippi River from Memphis, Tennessee to Cairo, Illinois, were offered at 750% of tariff. That's up from 650% on Monday. The dramatic uptick in a market where moves of 10% are the norm. Discussions about the 2022 acreage mix took place at the Big Iron Farm Show this past week. Well, corn and soybeans usually are the focus. Van On and Company market analyst Christy Van On said, don't forget about wheat. In North Dakota, we like to talk about spring wheat all the time. We forget that that's such a small piece of the actual wheat um, arena. And so you're coming into some areas that have gotten a lot of moisture over this bit to do some winter wheat and coming in and you have profitable levels that I think the writing's on the wall that producers can say, hey, I could put some I could put some winter wheat right in and know that I'm above break even, know that I could pencil some some profit here and be able to move forward and wait to spring to diversify the rest of my crop. So I think that's a real question you have to look at on that acre breakdown. Specialty crops grown in the northern plains will also need to bid for acres as well. Stephen, Minnesota farmer Betsy Jensen is keeping a close eye on seed supplies. Flax is $25 at the elevator. Where are you going to get the seed? You know, if Durham is $14, where are you going to get the seed? Um, I'm concerned about edible bean seed. You know, some of these specialty crops, I do have a lot of fear. I want to buy seed next year, but plan B is we're going to, it was dry this year. There wasn't disease. It looks like the, our beans are in good shape. Worst case scenario. Um, and so I, that is my concern on some of these specialty crops. Harvest pressure, pressure the grain markets going into the weekend. Traders expecting farmers to make good corn and soybean harvest progress. Country Futures market analyst Daryl Holiday expects very good soybean progress. There's going to be a lot cut. I just still think, that, um, and that has hurt. That that always hurts hurts you a little bit on Fridays. But uh, bro, I don't think the fundamentals have changed too much. But I think that's the factor here today. But I think the harvest pressure is certainly there on the corn wheat market is probably struggling just because we can't get anything. Yeah, the rest of the market is struggling. It's had a decent week, nice little recovery on the wheat side, and really everything's done pretty well, but the bean market, the soy complex has been the weaker tone. Crop in the eastern Corn Belt may not be that big bin buster everybody was expecting. Total Farm Marketing market analyst Naomi Bloom said it could be setting up for a perfect storm for higher prices. If the stars align, but you're asking a lot of stars to align. You need lower yields this year. We need lower carryout on that quarterly stocks report. We need a lack of snow this winter. Um, and, and so that's what it's going to take for prices to really work higher. Weather will drive the market with much of the U.S. needing moisture and uncertain conditions across South America. That's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan.
And we're back with the final question. Are you ready? Yep. I'd like to go ahead and answer the question. I envy your confidence, but the producers are saying I have to ask the question. All right, then. For higher yields, which seed treatment fights hardest against nematodes? The answer's Elevo Seed Treatment. That's correct! Yeah, I know. What a show! Join us next week when the right answer will still be Elevo Seed Treatment. BASF. We create chemistry. Always read and follow label directions. Keep up to date on this year's harvest here on the Red River Farm Network. Listen to Harvest Hotline Monday through Friday at 1237. Sponsored by Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Beta Seed, and the North Dakota Mill. We'll talk with custom combiners, elevator managers, agronomists, and farmers about harvest progress, yields, and quality. Harvest Hotline, a daily feature on the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business. This Week in News, I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network. The Food and Agricultural Policy Research Institute is projecting significant increases in farm income this year. Strong commodity prices and government payments will help net farm income reach the highest levels since 2013. FAPRI is also forecasting a drop in farm income in 2022. To manage through the drought, NDSU Extension crops economist Frayne Olson is encouraging farmers to remain flexible and adjust as the situation changes. We need to do planning. You need to have a strategy in place. What, what, what frustrates me is that you know, I, I've met, unfortunately, too many farmers that kind of shoot from the hip. It's like, well, I'm just going to wait to see what happens, and then I'll make a decision. Well, sometimes you're forced to make a decision pretty quickly without thinking through what are all the possible implications for that? So if you can do a little bit of, well, what would happen if or how would I respond to ahead of time and think it through, at least you have a structure of a plan, you know, if, if this were to happen. During a Red River Farm Network forum at the Big Iron Farm Show, Innovis Agri President Brett Elke says innovation comes from a position of discomfort. I would yeah. encourage people to take the discomfort that we're experiencing now to sharpen your management and decision-making skills and that's really what you've been saying yep. and that is you, you have to have a plan but the plan has to be flexible because there's so many moving parts there's so many variables that we don't know at this point in time that you have to have a process to make those decisions in place you don't necessarily have to make the decision today you just need to know how you're going to do it. Fertilizer prices were already high, and now supplies are tightening more. CF Industries announced it is shutting down operations at two of its United Kingdom manufacturing plants. The high cost of natural gas was cited for the reason. CF did not offer an estimate for when production would resume at those facilities. USDA is extending the deadline for livestock producers to apply for the Pandemic Livestock Indemnity Program. The new deadline to apply at the Farm Service Agency is October 12th. That's almost one month later than the original deadline. The program provides payments to producers for having to depopulate livestock or poultry due to the COVID pandemic. Program details can be found at Farmers.gov. The House Ways and Means Committee approved the budget reconciliation rules for the Budget Committee. The language does not include changes to stepped-up basis, as had been feared by many in agriculture. House Agriculture Committee Chair David Scott released a statement saying how the decision will allow farmers and ranchers to pass their operation from one generation to another and protect them from significant tax
tax increases. The Biden administration announced a nominee for the chief agriculture negotiator at the office of the U.S. Trade Representative Elaine Trevano. She's currently the president of the Almond Alliance of California. The Biden administration says she understands tariff and non-tariff barriers to trade and the importance of maintaining America's strong trade agreements. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack met with his Chinese counterpart on the sidelines of the G20 meetings in Italy this week. Vilsack is pleased China increased its purchases from a few years ago. I think there are ways in which phase one can clearly be improved. But in the meantime, our, our desire obviously is for these purchases to continue to, and to increase. Obviously, it's made an impact because, uh, because of their purchases at record levels. Um, we've seen a, a, a bit of a strengthening, if you will, uh, in comparison to where commodity prices were a year ago. The Canadian Pacific Railway and the Kansas City Southern have a deal. CP will pay $27.2 billion in a cash and stock agreement. Canadian National was not able to win regulatory approval and dropped its bid. The combination of the Canadian Pacific and Kansas City Southern creates the first railway that connects Canada, the United States, and Mexico. That's a look at this weekend news. I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network. Zarkov's relief spot has been a challenge for sugar beet growers for years. I'm John Samdahl, sales manager with Betaseed, and I know firsthand the impact Zarkov has on our growers and their bottom line. That's why I'm excited about a new ally in the battle against Zarkov. It's a new trait called CR Plus that balances disease tolerance with yields in a way no previous technology has. 60 years in the making, there's innovation bred into every seed. CR Plus is available pending approval in select Betaseed varieties in our American Crystal Market for the 2022 growing season. Betaseed, breeding confidence. Tune in to the driving scene on the Red River Farm Network every Friday at 12:35 on this radio station. Each week, we'll get an update on the driving crop from agronomists, farmers, and processors in the region. That's the latest news in the industry coming right to your radio dial. These updates are made possible by Johnstown Bean Company, SRS Commodities, Sharpen Herbicide from BASF, and the North Harvest Bean Growers Association. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Megan Overby on the Red River Farm Network. This is the time to replenish soil moisture levels. World Weather Incorporated Senior Agricultural Meteorologist Drew Lerner is hopeful. There's definitely a need for recharge and the sooner we get it done the better it'll be. I don't see bitter cold weather coming for a while, so that's a good thing. We'll be able to go a few, several weeks down the road and maybe get some moisture at the same time. So there, there's definitely some hope here that we'll do some more uh, recovery. During the Thursday session in the Red River Farm Network building at the Big Iron Farm Show, Lerner said he does not expect a killing freeze for another 10 days to two weeks. Be sure to check out that seminar and more on the Your Live Event YouTube channel. Soybean harvest is underway in the Kitson County, Minnesota area. Chris Falland, who farms near Halma, says nearly all of the crop has reached maturity. Early yields are variable. Some of the earlier varieties, little drier fields, um, have already been cut. I mean, some growers have hundreds of acres have done already. And, of course, there's other growers with little later varieties, maybe different crop rotation that had some more rain. Um, won't be starting for at least probably another week and a half, two weeks. Everything's dropping leaves. 
Um, all the fields are basically have turned from green to yellow and uh, if not brown and getting towards that 50 to 100% leaf drop. So Soybean yields are variable. Seems like we say this every year, but this year, you know, we kind of had a, a record-setting drought, uh, one of the three driest years, if not the driest year in some areas um, in 140 years. I mean, this has gotten to be a, a legendary, um, like I said, record-setting drought. Farmers are making good harvest progress in the Lignite, North Dakota area. Dakota Agronomy Partners location manager Katie Woodbury says it's been a long, drawn-out growing season. We had some pretty good moisture going into spring. We had some pretty timely rains. Um, a majority of our crops, you know, we got a lot of 30 to 50 bushel wheat, some 60 in areas. Uh, the canola looks really good. A lot of 1,500 to 3,000-pound canola, depending on where you're at. Um, we're we're very very fortunate. Quality, unfortunately, is all over the board. You know, we have 70 falling numbers and we have 400 falling numbers because of the rain here the last few weeks. So, it, it's definitely been an interesting year. It's not normal, but we're we're fortunate to have the yields that we do compared to some of the other people around the country. At Alton Grain Terminal in Hillsboro, North Dakota, Grain Department Manager Corey Tryon says the early soybeans coming in this week range in size, but the test weights and quality are okay. There's just a little bit of, you know, the pods are a little bit um, moist yet and green stems, but the seed itself, we've seen very little. A green, a green bean here and there, but it doesn't add up to a discount or any problems with quality. Potato growers are grateful for the good harvest conditions this fall. Casey Folson with Folson Farms says the fresh potato harvest is off to a good start. We got some rain prior to harvest, so that was really, really big after how dry it was all summer. And uh, and we need we need soft ground to uh, to pull the potatoes out without damaging them. So that the rain we received before harvest was was huge. So it's really helped with. Uh, with uh, our, you know, help us pull the pull the spuds out of the ground, having a having a little moisture in the soil. So that was that was huge for us. And uh, so it's off to a good start. Uh, we still got quite a ways to go, but um, so far the conditions have been have been really good. We've done a lot of early morning digging because it's been pretty warm in the afternoons a lot of the days. And that's been a look at weather this week in agriculture for the Red River Farm Network. I'm Megan Overby. Are you thinking of adding a new piece of farm equipment? Ag Country Farm Credit Services can help you. Our equipment loan program offers low interest rates and great terms. Or maybe you prefer the financial flexibility that comes with a lease. No matter what you're looking for, we'll tailor a solution that works for you and your budget. Contact the experts in every field. Visit eggcountry.com to get started. From Roseau to Aberdeen and Benson to Rugby, we cover agriculture here on the Red River Farm Network. Agriculture is big business and we cover it that way with markets, market analysis, crop progress reports, USDA crop and supply demand reports, farm policy and trade issues. We focus on the news that drives the markets. If it affects your bottom line, you'll hear about it here on the Red River Farm Network. Go online to rrfn.com, you'll find news, podcasts, weather and more.